Hey Pioneers, this is Turkey Talking with Corby Taylor. It's an extension of Turkey Hunting 101, and if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that one as well. This episode is all about talking to turkeys, and there's some demonstrations. I know you're going to enjoy it, and it's going to help you get a bird. So, here it is. All right, yeah, so as we talk about turkey calls, there are several different types of calls. Um, There's the box call, there's a pot call, wing bone calls, tube calls, mouth calls. There's a lot of different types of calls that you can get. Um, But if you're just getting started or, you know, haven't been turkey hunting very long, the the one that I would recommend is going to be a box call. And a couple of reasons for that. One is the box call is one of the easiest calls to actually use. You can stick a box call in the hands of somebody that's never turkey hunted before and you know pretty soon within maybe an hour they're going to be able to make some pretty decent yelps and a few other calls right away so um, it's not necessarily the the one that um, you know is the most versatile to make all the different types of calls and there are dozens of actual calls and variations of calls that you can make out in the turkey woods but I'm going to recommend a box call for those that are, are just getting into turkey hunting. So I'm going to demonstrate a couple of calls with you today. And as I said, there's there's dozens of calls that you can make with a box call. Uh, but I'm going to give you three of the most basic calls. And if you can get these three down, you can definitely kill a turkey. Uh, the, first, the first call I want to talk about that you can make with a box call is the cluck. So a cluck is a, a very common call that a turkey makes. And really, it's just a it's to get the attention of another turkey. So you'll hear clucks. It's a it's kind of a softer sound than, than maybe a yelp or a cut, but when you are close enough to a wild turkey and you can hear the sounds that they're making, a cluck's actually a very common sound. As I said, it's just a, a call that they make to get the attention of another turkey. It's just to let a, let a tom know or a, you know a hen know that uh, they're there, they're in the vicinity, and everything's okay. So I'm going to demonstrate a, a cluck on the box call. And, um, you know, with this being an audio podcast, um, you're not going to be able to see everything I'm doing, but... Uh, what I'm doing is I'm just going to take the paddle, which is the top part of the um, of the box call, and I'm just going to slide, pick it up, and slide it over just about an inch or two, and then I'm going to just set the the paddle down onto the box itself, and then I'm just going to make a real short little strike on it, just just probably an eighth of an inch to to be able to make the cluck sound. So I'm going to demonstrate the cluck for you now. Awesome. There you go. That's a cluck. And uh, again, just this is a common turkey call that uh, you want to use, especially if they're coming, maybe a Tom's coming in and maybe he's hung up and you just need to make a little bit more, uh, you know, convince him just a little bit more to come on in. So that's a, that's a very common call. The next call that I want to demonstrate is the Yelp. And this, the Yelp is the most popular and basic uh, sound that a turkey will make. Um, it's the main way that a hen communicates, and a, and a yelp can mean a lot of things to you know to other turkeys that she's trying to communicate with, especially a tom. Um, depending on how fast or slow the yelp is, depending on how loud it is, the tone. There's a lot of different things like that. Um, but the, the if you can do only one call, uh, the yelp is going to be the one that you're going to want to make. So again, I'm going to demonstrate this on my box call, and the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to do a little tree yelp with it, and it's going to just be a softer a little bit softer, slower version of the Yelp. And then after that, I'm going to do just the, what's called a plain Yelp. It's going to be a little bit louder and a little bit more aggressive. So I'll demonstrate those for you now. Awesome.
So as I said, the first one was the tree yelp, which you'd make whenever, you know, it's just getting light and uh, the toms are listening and trying to figure out where the hens are and basically the tree yelps telling the, the toms, hey, I'm still here, didn't die overnight, I'm still <laughs> up in the tree, thinking about flying down, you, you want to meet up with me later, that's kind of what you're telling them with that soft tree yelp. And then the the uh, the more aggressive uh, uh, plain yelp that I mentioned is just, you know, the, the call that you would make just to to get a tom to you or, or, you know, if I go into an area in the middle of the day, whenever I'm just trying to see if there's any, any, any turkeys in the area, I'll do a plain yelp just to get the attention. Um, the other call that I want to, I want to talk about today is the cut. And it's a very, very common, uh, call or sound that a turkey makes as well. Um, but this is, this call as you'll hear has a much more excited feel to it. So when a hen is cutting, the hen's very excited. And if you're trying to get the attention of that tom and, and maybe, you know, uh, try to get his attention when maybe the yelping didn't work. You may want to try cutting. Uh, it's saying, I'm excited. If the, the cut is telling the Tom, hey, I'm a hen. I'm excited. You need to come over here and you need to come over here right now. So <laughs> I'll, dem I'll demonstrate the cut for you. And the way I'm going to do the cut is uh, very similar to the, to the cluck and the yelp. I'm going to take the paddle and just uh, move it over just a couple inches away. But I'm going to put my thumb right where the paddle would come to when it would normally have met the, the stopping point on the box. And it's going to actually be like a little resistance that's going to pop it back and forth as I'm tapping on the paddle. So that makes sense. That's what I'm going to do. But this is what it sounds like. As I said, it's a oh, much that's more great. sighted sound uh, to maybe maybe be that thing that kind of lures them in for that last little bit to, to your gun range. And so, as I said, there's different variations of the cluck, the cut, and the yelp. There's also fly-down cackles. There's um, uh, purring. There's all sorts of different calls. But um, the most common is going to be the yelp. And then if you can work on the cut and the cluck, then you're definitely going to be able to get out there and kill a turkey. Yeah, that's great. And all with the box call. I'm my box call. I get probably maybe a yelp out of, but that, <laughs> especially that last one, that was really a good idea. With use your so you said use your thumb as a stop, so it yep. prevents it from going further. Yeah, almost like a spring. It, it's it's coming down. And it's hitting your thumb, and then it's bouncing back just a little bit as you're tapping the other side yeah. of the path. So all right, cool. Should we talk about the other kinds of calls now, Corby? Yeah, I. Uh, you want to talk about them specifically? I don't have any with me right no, now. No, that's okay. But um, let's just, I guess if someone takes the time with the box call, gets those three down, right? And yeah. They're ready. Okay, now let's, why would they go into a different kind of call? Okay. And um, what could they expect from it? What are their uses? What are the What are the reasons to go to a different kind of call? Okay. Yeah, so if, if a person has... I would say mastered a box call. Doesn't necessarily have to master it, <laughs> yeah. but if they've gotten pretty good at it and they feel pretty confident with it, and they want to kind of expand their uh, their sounds, their vocalizations uh, of turkey sounds, then the next call that I would recommend is to get a pot call. There's a lot of different you know words or names for it, but most people call it a pot or a pot and peg call, and it's actually just a round disc that like thing that looks kind of like a, a round coaster that you would use on your coffee table to set a drink on it a little bit thicker and the top of the surface can be made you know with lots of different types of materials uh, slate glass crystal copper aluminum and each type of surface is going to create a little bit different sound that's actually my my favorite call once i learned how to use the pot uh, the pot call it's actually the 
one call. If I could only take one call in the woods, wow. it would be that. And here's the reason why. Um, I can make the most uh, different types of sounds, different types of turkey sounds with it than any other call that I have. Um, I can make good calls, good yelps, cuts, purrs, things like that with my uh, box call. I can, you know, do pretty well with my mouth call, although that's the hardest one to use. Um, but I can make great purrs and uh, yelps and cuts and lots of different calls with the with that pot call. And the cool thing about it is um, you can change the location that you, in the, the way it works, you have like a pencil type thing that you, you run on top of the surface of the, uh, the disc that I mentioned will go and you sand it down. So there's a little bit of, you know, sawdust, so to speak, you know, and the friction that's created when you're striking uh, that pencil type thing called a striker over the top of that surface of the disc, that's what actually creates the sound. Gotcha. And if you move it from, you know, you can move it a half an inch over to the left and it creates a totally different sound. So what you're doing is you, you may be actually mimicking several different hens with just one call. So you may wow. be making a, a yelp over here and then, you know, turkey, your, your tom's not responding move it over in half an inch, it's going to change the pitch and the tone. It's going to, you know, sound like a different, a different hen to him. So that, you know, you can change it up and you can add some variety and it just, uh, it's a really good call. So slate calls are definitely the ones that, you know, if you really want to spend some time and, and invest in those, then, uh, would love to those, those, there's, that's going to be one that you're going to really love when you take it out in the woods. Um, from there, uh, the tube call is a, uh, it's a pretty simple call. Um, you know, great yelps and cuts and, you know, people that, that, that really, you know, spend a lot of time with those can make some good sounds. Um, one of the things that I haven't actually uh, used in the woods yet, but I've, I've made is a, a wing bone yelper. Oh, cool. Yeah. So my son, uh, a couple of years ago when we lived in Kansas, we, we live in, we're from Texas and we, we live in Texas now, but we live for a few years up in Kansas. Um, he shot a, a Tom up there and we took the wing bone from that bird and we made a wing bone yelper. And this awesome. is the way the Native American Indians did it years ago. And you actually suck into it instead of blowing in it. So it's a reverse concept. But um, it's a really cool thing. And then I actually uh, had someone get a wood burner and, and etch some turkey tracks and a turkey awesome. feather and had my son's name and the, and the date and everything. So it turned out really cool. But um, I just thought, how cool would it be to be able to, yeah. to call in a, a Tom that you uh, – uh, with a with a, a call that you made out of a, another turkey's wing is just kind of cool. Yeah, so. that's very cool. <laughs> they're really hard to use. It's it's like I said, it's a totally different concept because you're you're sucking into it to make the sound instead of uh, blowing into it. But um, that's another another popular call. Um, mouth calls are going to be the uh, most difficult because uh, it's just a lot of people gag on them in your in your mouth. You just kind of have to get used to it. And it's just a totally different way. You're actually uh, creating, you know, the sound as you're blowing air across the reeds of these mouth calls, you're actually creating the sound. And it's just a totally different way to master it. But um, it's the, the benefit to a mouth call is it's totally hands free. So if you've got a big tom coming in and you need to give him a little bit more to get him that last little bit and, you know, reach down and grabbing your box call or your pot call may scare him off. If you've got a mouth call in your mouth, you don't have to move other than, you know, blowing some air out of your mouth, which isn't going to take much, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah so there's other, that I've, there's a trough call that really works in the same concept as a pot call. I've got one of those. Um, there's a push pull call that's super simple. It's probably the easiest one to ever use because all you do, it's a little box with a spring loaded uh, right. dowel in yeah. it that runs across. But I, those are great, but I, I really don't even recommend those for 
uh, except for maybe little kids because like I said the box call is so easy to learn yeah. if you just spend a little bit of time with it you'll you'll be making some some great yelps and certainly good enough yelp to call in a turkey any uh, brands you'd point us to that you use that seem better than the others or yeah, well, if you're uh, there's a lot of custom made uh, calls out there, you know, with some of these call makers that uh, that can get up into the hundreds of dollars really yeah. easy. So um, since we're talking kind of that that beginning turkey hunter uh, thing, I won't get into any of those. But uh, as far as you know, a brand that I would recommend for your box call, and this is going to cost you a little bit money, a little bit of money, and when I say that, it's probably sixty to eighty dollars. But if you think about you know what you're going to get out of it, it's certainly yeah. a worthwhile investment because. Um, the cheaper ones just don't sound great. Um, the call that I was actually using just now is one of my first calls that I ever got, and it's a Woodhaven uh, Real Hen is what it's called, Woodhaven brand Real cool. Hen. Woodhaven makes some of the best calls in the market, all sorts of different types of calls, but the Woodhaven Real Hen is the one that I would recommend. Great. Um, like I said, about 60 to $80. Now, as far as the pot call goes, the one that I would definitely recommend is the Primos uh, Jackpot, and they're not really expensive. They're only about 30 bucks, and I've had some 60 to $80 pot calls that don't sound near as good as the, as the <laughs> as that one, so nice. definitely would recommend those. Great. Um, as far as mouth calls go, there's a ton of them out there. Woodhaven makes some great ones. Um, so just experiment. The, the thing about those is you're going to have to find one that, that fits your mouth well and just, you know, works well for, for who you are. So those would be some that I'd recommend. But, you know, if you wanted to get into the get into it deep like I do, I've even got some uh, custom uh, calls oh, that cool. actually have bark on them. And cool. I don't take them in the woods. I just display them in my office. You know, <laughs> so, um, but there's a lot of good ones out there. Awesome. Well, the one last thing, Corby, and then we'll get into some stories here. Um, give a little bit of advice, what you talked way back at the beginning about scaring that Tom away, calling too much. How do you, how does a beginner gauge the feel of the situation, how much to call, what's a good rule of thumb for, you know, the amount of calling you do? Um, do we just, I mean, we don't want to just go out there and every five minutes be clocking away, right? Yeah, you're right. And, and in some ways it's going to be trial and error. Um, and then maybe what works for you one time may not work for you the next time because it's a different time of the season. But as a general rule, what I like to do is, is to recommend to tell people whatever the hens are, are doing naturally. So if they're, you know, yelping up a storm and cutting and just going crazy, then you know what, go ahead and yelp up a storm and cut and go crazy because you're mimicking what they are naturally doing. Yeah. So if it's that part of the season where the, um, where the hens may not be as vocal, then if you're out there, you know, cutting and yelp, yelping like crazy, you know, that Tom's going to think, I don't know what that crazy lady's doing, but (laughs) she's not, she's, we need to stay away from her. (laughs) So generally speaking, you want to mimic what the um, the hens are doing naturally. And if you'll just listen, you know, you'll hear what they're going to do. Cause they're going to, if they're, if they're there, you'll hear them. They're going to make noise. Um, but if let's just say you, you're out there, you're hunting, um, you, you, you know, did some yelping, the gobbler responded. Um, I'll wait just a couple of minutes and then I'll yelp again. And I'm doing two things by doing that one. I'm letting him know that, I, that, Hey, I'm still here. Um, you need to come over my way, but it's another thing I'm doing is I'm gauging how far away he is because if he sounded like he was 250 yards away, whenever I first got heard him gobble and I do it again, it sounds like he's a hundred yards away, then he's on his way. And if he's on his way, you really don't need to do anything else because they can pinpoint where you are to a T. And I mean, it's scary how, how accurate they can be. 
I was actually uh, my my son. The first turkey ever shot uh, was a Jake, and there were three Jakes that came in, and we were they were gobbling off about 300 yards away. They were coming in. I, I you know hit the call. They gobbled back. I realized they were at the edge of this field. They were, they'd closed the distance, and they were only about 150 yards away. I never called again. We had decoys out about you know 50. I mean, uh, uh, 20 or so yards in front of us. They came to the decoy, circled around, and came straight to where we were sitting. <laughs> and they were about literally about five steps in front of us because oh, they knew man. that that's where that sound had come from. So it, it, yeah. it, we were like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "I told Hudson, do not shoot. We're not going to be able to move. We're going to get busted." <laughs> you know? um, but it's so. My point is, even though he's 250 yards away when he when he hurt you hurt him last, he if he knew if he heard you and he's interested, he knows exactly where you're at. So don't call anymore. Um, if he's on his way, you don't want him to, to, if you start calling, you know, more, he might get caught hung up and think, okay, you know, she's, she's really interested. I'm just going to stay here and yeah. wait for her to come to you, to him. So, um, so don't, if he, if he, if you know, he's coming, you know, just be quiet, get ready to get your gun up and get ready. Um, there, there are other times, you know, for instance, if, uh, in the early part of the season, uh, Tom's will be what we call hand up. And they haven't broken up into all their little groups like they'll do as they move into later in the season and the hens start going off to nest and lay eggs and then sit on their nests and the toms get mad at each other and they're fighting and they can't stand to be together, so they're all split up. Um, early part of the season when they're all still hen up, you may see two or three or four or five toms and six or eight hens all together. And it's really, really difficult to get a, a tom to come to you in that situation because they're, you know, they've got what they want right there. There's no need in leaving that yeah, to come up to you. Um, but in that situation, they may not respond to you. They may not do anything. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to get real aggressive with the call because what I'm actually doing, and this is going to, you know, <laughs> kind of flip the what I was saying earlier around. But you're actually going to call the hens to try to come over to you, and then when the oh, hens come, gotcha. the toms are going to follow. So you know, hens are very ter- very territorial. Um, they don't want uh, other hens moving in on their men. And so if you can make that, especially that, 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 that dominant hen in that group, if you can make them mad by cutting and yelping, and especially if they're yelping or cutting back to you, I'll do it a little bit louder to try to get them. If I can see them, I'll do it a little gotcha. bit louder to get them mad so they can start. So <laughs> they start coming over to you. If they start doing that, then, you know, I always say whether it's turkey or deer or dogs or humans, wherever the girls go, the boys follow. So, <laughs> yeah, I tell you, Corby, turkey hunting sounds a lot like a real uh, soap opera here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's Creating right. Creating love triangles with your calls <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> getting people jealous. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's some great tips. And man, I hope uh, I hope I can take this, listen to it like 30 times. And send you a picture this spring with a dead uh, dead Tom. <laughs> that would be awesome. I look forward to seeing I, that. I tell you, I've never had an animal. Like, I, I taught myself to deer hunt. My second season, I got my first deer, and I've had deer every year since. I went with a guy turkey hunting. I go every year with a guy in Pennsylvania, and he's, he's always successful when I leave. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never, we've gone out. I've, I've had the craziest things happen where we call them, hear them coming, and they just never come. We had one out in a field, the one I ever saw. Uh, we've gone plenty of times, never seen any. I even had on my own property, a. Uh, I came home from work one day during f- the fall, and there was a flock of turkeys in the back. We got a 10-acre farm, yeah. and they were walking through the garden. So I was like, you know what? I don't care if it's easy. I'm going after a turkey. Yeah. It was during the season, during fall season. I grabbed my bow. It was only a, I only had bow tags at the time. I ran 
out behind a stump and it was I was home from work so I was in my work clothes and I knew they were going to be able to spot me and everything but I hid behind a big stump and I figured if I can just pull back before they ever walk into eyesight maybe I'll get a shot and I pull back they're about 30 probably 50 yards away I should say and they're about to come into the range where I could get them and I knelt down and I knelt on a broken glass bottle Oh. Cut my leg right open. Oh no! Look down, like, ow, what's in that? Because I'm wearing shorts. I mean, it was you know yeah. October and it was still warm at work. No, you know, nothing, no fiber fabric to stop this glass. It cut my leg right open. I started bleeding all over. I went running uh, out of the woods. The turkeys scattered in every direction. Well, and I'm glad wife, you haven't given up turkey hunting. Yeah, well, experience. my wife says they're trying to send me a signal. <laughs> uh, the so, turkeys won't win. You will. <laughs> I hope, man. We'll see. Corby, thanks so much, man. These have been great tips, great stories. Um, tell us, tell our listeners where they can hear more from you. Uh, plug away. Wh- where can they learn about you? Yeah, I'd love for everybody to check out the Wild Game Hunting Podcast. Uh, that's a show that I host. I put out a new episode about once a month, and Every episode, I'll interview a professional hunter on different hunting topics. It could be turkey hunting, could be hunting the rut, uh, hog hunting, elk hunting, lots of great t- topics. And then I also just update the listeners on my hunts and things that I learned along the way. So I'd love for everybody to check it out. You can go to iTunes and just search Wild Game Hunting Podcast. Uh, you can check us out on, fi- on Facebook. I'd appreciate it if you do that. Facebook.com forward slash Wild Game Hunting Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at WGH underscore podcast. And I always love to get email. So you can email me at any time to wild game hunting podcast at yahoo.com. Check out the show. Uh, if you love to hunt, you're going to love the show as well. Appreciate it. Austin had a blast and uh, appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. No, I'm glad Corby. Thank you. And uh, big fan of your show, man. So it was fun to be able to interview myself and get some good tips. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, buddy. Appreciate All right, it, Corby. Man. Well, I'll talk to you. We'll plan on talking another time, probably next month. So that was Corby Taylor. Find him at the Wild Game Hunting Podcast. Thanks for coming on the show, Corby. Pioneers, thank you so much for supporting us as usual. You guys are great. Your support keeps the show going and keeps all these bonus episodes coming too. Thank you. And we got more great stuff coming for you. So until next time, the road is rocky. Make home steady. <laughs>